know, since you wonder what they're saying, you know, what they just say, okay, I have King Ajanadiyan Subu in the living room, Black Living Room Talk, and I have a beautiful young lady, looks like, I can't pronounce her name though, would you say your name for the people, my, my sister? Matara, the goddess. Okay, that's beautiful. So, what are we going to be talking about, or do we just have a freestyle subject? That would be fine, too. <laughs> what about starting with uh, what we were talking about earlier? Um, the five points that you talked about the Cointel Pro project. I thought I thought that was very interesting, and I think the people would love to know about that. Uh, could you guys give me one second, please? Sure. I gotta put my headphones on so I can hear you guys. asking you about the five points that you brought up earlier about Cointelpro. The five points that you talked about. Okay. Well, uh, Cointelpro operation uh, has different levels. Uh, and for each decade, they implemented a different part of Cointel. So, when they first came forth the Cointel operation, uh, it was the operation of divide and conquer. They were looking for a black messiah or any organization that was in the black community that would unite uh, after they had these red lining and got us out of segregation and bring us into integration. They integrated us into the worst parts and districts of their cities, of their townships, of their municipalities. And so Cointel was to keep the environment that the blacks migrated into from the south, uh, from the east coast and from midwest and uh, up north as they came to California. We see the Cointel operation uh, under a microscope. It affected black people all over the place. But when we use the binoculars, we see it uh, operating against organizations like SNCC uh, Operation Bush, NNMCP, uh, the Nation of Islam, the Uru House, uh, the U.S. Movement, and most of all, the Black Liberation Army, New Africa, and especially the Black African Party in Oakland, California. And when we speak of Coinkin, that operation was to get inside each organization and cause dissension among the country, countries, uh, compadres of the uh, other colleagues. 
suspicion of one another. And at the same time, infiltrate each organization where woman who would mess with the paperwork where they can say each organization practice bad accounting of taxes or other mischievous or malicious activities. And there's really, really to tell you the truth now that I'm thinking about it as you're saying this. There's really no numbers for it. I mean, you said five. <laughs> I, I really see it goes beyond that. I mean, there's so many of them, you know, so many projects. I mean, just think about it. It's like, oh, man, just watching TV, you know, and seeing the project. <laughs> you know, the different commercials and how they do the commercials. And the, it's like, Sometimes you're sitting there watching and you can't really believe this. Did I really see that? You know, how they mix it up, you know, and you'll see the little um, black girl with the white father or, you know, and it's hard to see it. Sometimes it blinks so fast. It's like second, just like, I'm like, okay, what are you guys trying to do? I see what you're trying to do. But some people won't pay attention to that. But, you know, but uh, to me, that's a project too. Trying to make, trying to, you know, trying to make things seem um, something, you know, that they, trying to make it seem like on TV that this is the way it is, but this is not really the way it is. I have to agree with you uh, to the fullest. As they implemented their cornfield operations, uh, they created scenarios, they created great Hollywood productions called black uh, exploitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you look at the black the black exploitation movie they always use it the red black and green and they use it the black uh, power organization in the images of Hollywood as fronts for drug activity within the community uh, cotton comes to Harlem uh, piece of the action just different uh, black protection movie back in the 67 uh, when we were supposed to get ourselves together Hollywood created an image that the black power movement uh, was a movement where people took money uh, they marked out order for their own self-righteousness uh, for their own they practiced distortion uh Bad accounting, tax evasion, uh, sexual harassment, uh, and a proliferation of other things. The second part of the coin operation that came about uh, in the 70s, as we hit the 60s, was the division between the black men and the black women, uh, the max pimps. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the welfare system. Uh, the black man cannot be in the home. And you know what a perfect visual for that was? Um, that movie that came out, and it was called Claudine. And it was with Diane Carroll and um, James Earl Jones. That was a perfect movie to, to, to give a d- 
description, you know, of that, of visual. It's a classic. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. To this very day. Yes. The, the style and the action uh, in the movie, it showed the United Community that was against the man. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very different to today, where at that particular time, the man was trying to break up the family in the home, and we were working against the man, and we stood together as a community to defeat the man. Today, well, I don't want to forward that quick because we can say so much for today. Let's get the goddess, let's get the goddess Matara. Of course, absolutely. My sister, do you have anything to say to that? You want to add to the count? I can hear. And, 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 um, so we're going through a timeline, and, um, the only thing I can say when, when, when the answer was speaking, you had to run the answer, is that I was born in the 60s, and, and so a person would really have to speak about what they saw from their their particular generation. And so, I'm going to reiterate what happened in the 60s is they caused dissension inside of our organization. The people started killing each other of of snitching and informing. People started going to jail. Uh, People were accused of of, of, of male chauvinism. and, and, and then corrupt leadership, distortion. Uh, and, and one of the most, one of the most, one of the most uh, powerful accusations, one of the most powerful accusations, I got both these queens, I got Queen Tiki and I got Queen uh, Matara, these two goddesses. Um, and so we're going to also include that mentioned black while sleeping white what's going on at the same time and that's when the hippie movement the SLA mm. uh, the beatniks uh, Jane Fonda and, and, and uh, Angela Davis Thomas uh, Party USA the International People Workers Party uh, and other organizations try to infuse themselves as as associates or acquaintances or, or alliances with the black struggle. And, and I think that was one of the biggest infestations of, of being infiltrated in mental poison and reprogramming of what was the black power goal. And it diverted us. Absolutely. And inclusivism. And we felt that our powers struggling to receive to receive power and authority over our own lives was now sabotaged by the illusion of inclusion. I was just getting ready to say that. That leads us to the to the that leads us to the seventies, when the pimping, the macking, uh, the black woman couldn't have a man at home. The black man was no good. He was a junkie. Uh, he was a, a womanizer. He was a player. Was an international lover, you know. That's when Billy D. Williams uh, uh, and uh, Goldie the Mac and Superfly, and and so there was an image of the black man 
being a sexual creature. But at the same time, he's synthesized from the family unit. He was a great dresser. He was a manipulator behind money. Uh, and he was a sex machine. Uh, but they didn't show him as being a responsible member of the family. And when they did, when they did, you know what they gave you? <laughs> they gave you um, uh, good times. <laughs> it's really sad. Really sad. Well, you know, good times, they was happy with Kool-Aid. You know, I know, but I'm just... All they had to do was have the Kool-Aid. Everything was going to be all right. Yeah, but they put the responsible daddy in that, and that's where they put him. Struggling all the time. The whole family was struggling. And, the, and huh? Go ahead, my queen. No, I was just Go gonna say. The funny part of that is he never made it out of the ghetto. When he did, he died. Well, there was some other components to that. That even though the power, the power uh, of the family seemed like it, it was with Mister Evans. The authority in the last word was with Mrs. Evans. Yeah. Uh, and every time the family would come up with some money. Mrs. Evans would say, give it back. I don't want that in my house. Or, that money is evil or something. It's like, it came off the same dress that the white man made. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and if you found it on the ground or somebody gave it to you as a paycheck or somebody that you bought, you know, I don't understand the mentality that they were trying to say. If the fall of the bridge trucks, you got to give it back. But if you can go borrow the stuff from the bank and get it back. And so, he was producing a really warped mentality that the black woman, certainly global white supremacy racism, uh, uh, as an upholder, it was a bad to honor for her to comply with every procedure, policy, rule, and regulation of global white supremacy because she had her faith in white Jesus. And we see that on good times. I'm just want to examine it. Because they had a black Jesus and they were getting lucky. They were getting blessed. They had favor, grace, kindness, compassion from the Most High or the Creator or the ancestors, whatever you want to call it. But she, the mother, Mrs. Evans, she said, get that picture out. The only Jesus I know was the white one. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when they put that picture up, it was said, I read about it. Then when they put that picture up and that and that, that picture up in the Ebony magazine, they said black people had a hizzy fit. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Oh my God. I couldn't believe them. They didn't want it. They didn't want that. They didn't even want they didn't they wanted the white one up. And I'm like I don't know. And that led, that led also to a cultural revolution uh, and to black art and Afrocentric programming and black studies uh, with the rejection of white Jesus by the younger were uh, uh, industrialized, technologicalized with the white man called radical or militant segment of the mentality of black progress. And the old Southern sharecropper uh, institutional Racism, uh, colored line, Jim Crow, blacks did not 
want you to disturb their frame of mind because they didn't know anything. And they were not really the group that was educated. They they left sharecropping or they left the South and have to venture out and see new states and find a new way of life. And so therefore all they had was their comfort zone where's the white Jesus in that Bible, whether they could read it or not. It comforted them to hold on to their Bible and to have a picture of white Jesus or J.F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy in their home that made them feel like that was the progress versus versus the, the Panther Cubs and the Republic of New Africa and the Nation of Islam and the black people is like in the Rastafarians and the, uh, the SNCC coalition. I just, it was a movement. At that time in the 70s, the African country was going off colonial powers, fighting bloody wars with the French, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Belgium, the English, the Dutch, the Germans, uh, and so forth. It was, it was really bloody. And they're, that's when they enhanced the pan after struggle. And that went global. We've seen it in jazz, we've seen it in blues, we've seen it in, 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 in the music called Soul, which produced hip hop. Hmm. Well, did you want the uh, Queen, Queen, what, I'm trying to, how did you say her name again? Ma. Ma. Uh, Ma. Ma. Matara. Queen Matara, would you like to say something about what we're talking about? Um, Do you have any? Yeah, I have. I was a lot of it. Um, I I still um, hear about a lot of it. I do recall all the times um, that someone referred to it at one point that it was a lot of the Catholics like that they were playing the dad who wanted to make uh, you're breaking up, my sister, just a little bit. It's breaking up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, please speak up in the mic a little strong. Okay. All right. So, as I was saying, um, it was brought up to me um, on a, a, a discussion that one of my friends had a, a while ago about the time, and they were actually saying the opposite that always that the production was conditioned showing that basically the father the head of the house made bad decisions and was keeping them in the same spot and that's what they that's what they wanted to show us. You know, but she brought up a real um, perception on it. Your take on it was, you know, that mother was more fighting and asked for the home. Um, what she had been taught was a good quote unquote saying good citizen, you know, and um I did not really chip in on that. That's a very good um, thing that I think both I think I think both of them were good thing that people should look at. And understand that this is something that is projected into our minds 
it's a conditioning way of thinking on how to product in you know your life exactly how you think yeah how you think things are supposed to go and um there's another thing that you got about that i like to touch on um speaking about how how people from our community had such an uproar about when they changed the um the depiction of I, I, I'm sorry I, why I, Jesus I'm saying that you know because I always state the the um, the character Jesus Christ that's, that, that's just how I address it I, I can't just say Jesus Christ it's the character right. okay and that's fine, my sister. This is Black Living Room Talk. You have the right to address uh, these devils as they you choose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Awesome. All right, so um, when my mom first tried to give me some insight on this book, I was, well, I was I was a lot older. Um, so when you say book, you're talking about the Bible, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I just want the audience to know what you're talking about. I was really confused because my mom and her siblings grew up withholding a lot of the Muslim and Now, my grandmother raised them as Muslims, but after they turned a certain age, she allowed them to, you know, they, they do not, they were they were what it's going to call, I guess, sometimes. But basically, what they did is they did not do that. But other than that, they were doing their own thing. So, um, it was odd to me that, I don't know, I must have been about seven or eight, and she brought a, a book. It wasn't the Bible, this is a Christian. And it was telling the story about Adam. And all of this stuff, and then, you know, I knew the first time that it wasn't making sense and that I was being lied to. I was flipped. Because at the beginning, it said that those were the two, those were the only two. And then he got upset with them out of the land and made go somewhere where it was mother. And I was like, I don't think it's mine. And then I was asking my mom a series of questions. She, she, she didn't have an answer. And then, you know, of course, she said, the bread and I was telling her, you can't question God. And I said, well, what is that? God, I messed with this. They told me, they told me the same thing. You can't question God. And, uh, and don't question the Bible. And so I'm like, how blinding is it that you want me to follow you? Um, and, you know, but you're supposed to be the highest uh, righteousness of, of love and everything great. And I can't, I can't ask questions. And if they ask questions, it's how you think now. So you want me to learn blindly or bump my head and learn the hard way 
I don't I don't understand when it, it just never made sense. Um, I always knew that it, it, I knew I was being lied to, and I never. Um, I think that they um, learn or no, it's a uh, believe what you say. I never believed what I said when I saw that 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 that, that it's a faith of that character of Jesus Christ. I never believed that thing. Never ever. I always looked at it like it's a But when you read in the Bible it's sitting there talking about somebody that reminds me of my brother. Right there, hair wool. Don't look like what that is. Exactly. So none, none of it None of it, um, all of it was a lie, and none of it was, you know, being consistent. So it it, made, it drove me to dig and literally get my people. I tried so many religions. I tried so many religions because I was really searching, trying to find out what was my purpose. What are we here for? It has to be more than what they're telling us. It can't be that, you know, society is telling us we're supposed to graduate and then go to college and then go in debt behind college and then go out for career or we've been in debt for and then pay off the next 10 to 15, 20 years, all that debt off and then retire and then die. I'm like, now. It's got to be something more than this. And so I tried. So many, I tried Baptist. I tried, um, of course, Christianity, um, Seventh-day Adventist. Um, I tried two different of the cults of that um, Muslim religion. I'm sorry if it offends you. Y'all great. Detach yourself from what I'm talking about because I'm not talking about you in, in, um, individually or individually. I'm talking about the religion itself. That is nuts. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Okay? Um, my experience of it was, yeah, I, I jumped up out of it quick and immediately um, the guy told me that I could not. Um, after I had one time took my Sahara, I could not. I could not, not be a Muslim. And um, he wished death upon me. And um, said, yeah, you know, um, we were saw you. And uh, you have a very He sounded, I think, definitely came out of that dude. He was just equally wicked as I had ever, ever came across him. But, and I was like, wow. But this, this religion, allows you to think that you're in, you're in the right. But you wishing this on me. And being possessed by such low levels of uh, vibration. You're wishing all of this on me because I don't want I don't want to I don't want to subject myself uh and you know think like you think. I got my own body. I got my own life to live. I'm not your shit. 
don't hurt me. But you know, that's that's basically all that I had. Um, that's basically it. You know, it, it's I think that the TV and the media people really do not understand. They think that it's it's just a small thing that is causing some small influence on them is much deeper than that. The music and the TV, um, you know, if you don't understand what's going on, it's working all through. All the way down to your fingertips. You know, some of the stuff they stuff, well, a lot of that stuff that they say in that, in that, in that Bible book, it, it is true. But if you can't depict the truth from, from the Bible, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's cooking. It's don't. It's a soup of mixed with all kind of, all kind of stuff. You know. So, continue. What's your take? <laughs> okay. So, there uh, we have it. Uh, there was a powerful, uh, the stronghold that uh, foreign religions have on us since we've been in colonialism and uh, in, 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 in chattel slavery, even in our. Uh, coming to the Emancipation Proclamation or pro- the Proclamation of this being emancipated, uh, bringing us into the, uh, the 70s uh, and the 80s, the Good Time Show, leading us into the culture of hip hop. Uh, the music became a little more sexual and, and also cocaine, and, uh, uh, mushrooms, and ecstasy, and uh, uh, different various uh, mind-altering drugs, Vicodin, Narcos, and so uh, our community became known as a source for drug culture. Drug culture became synonymous with the black community and it changed from the community to the hood. Uh, and at that time, Cointel 3 inflected us with gang activity, uh, 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 mafiosos, grandiosos, where every crew wanted to be like Al Capone, Frank Nitti, uh, and they start naming themselves. Mm, yeah, Little Capone, yeah, uh, and, uh, Little Nitti, uh, and we just got, and so we really got saturated, uh, even in the rap culture, you could not find a rapper coming out of the South or the East Coast, they named themselves, after some Italian, um, and they just really was fascinated. <laughs> they hit us with the movie uh, Scarface. Yeah, this. Um, and um, it, it it was just so many different movies about building drug empires uh, and gang activity. And so that's the Cointel operation was get the black male in prison. It was the jail to prison. It was a it was a school to prison pop pipeline because the black male activity are painted in Hollywood like um, the guy that Matara was saying the TV is one of their tools uh, it's one of their uh, activating indoctrinating program too subliminal seduction suggestion uh, and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches that further. Anybody want to understand what Sabrina Special Suggestion is? Check out uh, Our Savior Has Arrived, Fall of America, and uh, 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 Message to the Black Man. Uh, for, for the topic, topic tape, I want to thank Queen, the goddess, 
uh, Matara, and I want to thank TBYE, uh, the goddess, uh, because this point right here, the hip hop era, Quintel for hip hop era, right? I mean, Quintel three hip hop era. So we had Quintel one breaking down black institution, Quintel two, right? Uh, breaking up the black family, Quintel three was tearing up the black community and making them become hood. Are you guys with me? Yeah, hood, hood, ghetto fabulous. Okay, and and, 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 and having one of the mimic cartels and syndicates and, and mob figures that was formed and, and, and the shit that, that they said the mob and the syndicate and the cartel did, we never seen that shit. What's up on TV? Yeah. We never seen the Italian neighborhood destroy itself, the Jewish neighborhood, the Latino and Hispanic neighborhood, we never seen them implode in self-destructive behavior. <laughs> Even when they showed it to us on the screens. We never seen the Cubans, the, the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans. We never seen them. Only persons that that bullshit are, excuse my language, Black Living Room Park is a safe place. And uh, I mean no harm or physical to the audience, but it's okay for kids to hear things in this raw form because uh, I'm not going to do any parody on Black Lives Matter. I'm definitely not going to do that. Is that okay with you, TV Wayne? No parenting allowed. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to give it raw cut. That bullshit that we see on the big screen, right, and that we, we watched on the VH1, on the beta, um, it only took place in our neighborhoods. That we've seen them on TV, they let these people, a foreigner, become the actors. But we acted that bullshit out in our own communities. Mm-hmm. The pimping, the prostitute, the mm-hmm. toss-up, the strawberry, the gangbang, um, the extortion. Uh, uh, brothers, brothers raping brothers, brothers raping sisters, uh, the incest, the pedophilia. It crept into our very community and our community stopped being communities and it started being hoods. And let me give an example. Every city had a black community. The whole black people in the city made up the community. Alright? Which we moved into neighborhoods. Right? So the community was all black people in the black city that made up the black community. And then members of the black community lived in different types of neighborhood, which came out of red light, called came out of zoning. And, and I guess the NAACP and uh, uh, Urban League and, and the rest of the mediocre so-called black civil organization did not express or explain to the community what the agenda was to, to, to tear the community up and to make it into hoods. To send the young men to prison by letting the community claim the hood and, and, and the hood um, being against other hoods even though they're supposed to be a part of the whole black community. Does anybody follow me? Um, I'm following I'm you uh, uh, and I must have to I have to say 
uh, remember when I, I mentioned earlier about um, uh, another friend of mine that marked himself safe. I'm so glad he's safe because of that situation that popped off at the party in Chicago, Illinois, called Park Manor. Um, the people were partying in there just like no tomorrow and playing that music and it's if you listen to it it's saying things exactly what you just got through talking about like the degrading the name you know it's oh you know and so somebody started shooting and now there's like four deaths and two injuries like really you know like (laughs) i just it's 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 gone too far now you know it's like you're not doing this because of uh uh, some type of you're not italian and you're not you know trying to protect what are you doing you're just driving around shooting randomly you know you know somebody stepped on your tennis shoes the other night like really seriously you don't even own the block and you're complaining about somebody selling whatever in your neighborhood like grow up I thought we we have really got to reach these youths this is a crisis I'm looking at that and that just showed me that this is a crisis a crisis so
condition is being is being converted. You know. Oh, well, I gotta I gotta get in there. Um, and I don't know what type of look uh, the Africa you're taking, the tourists in the vacation park. Uh, you're absolutely correct. The drums, the hip, uh, the vibe, the tradition. But in real life, in real time, all over the world, black people are in this hip hop, low vibe frequency. They're producing low vibrational music in Africa. They're wearing wigs and eyelashes. Anything that's real to us over here, they want to do it. And that's just black people everywhere you at. We set the standard yeah. for what the image of black people is. And you got black people in Africa trying to join the Illuminati. Can't wait to be a part of the mainstream of the sorority. Uh, through education, there's some classes. And so I understand what you're saying in our traditional sense, right? But with, with that, so what you're expressing is original rhythm and the soul music that transpired the music, which is good for living in nature. But their mental frequency. They believe coming to Europe or into America to get an education and to bring Western culture into Africa and fuse it, right? And which which creates social constraints that is detrimental to the African psyche because once you get your Western education in order to import Eastern society and Western society, you need Western engineers and architects and facilitators, and that's when they started inviting the Chinese and the Indian persons and uh, the Arabian and the European in. Uh, because Africans, as common people, are not given a universal picture of knowledge, nor do they, are they given a continental picture of knowledge or information or geopolitical, uh, institutional ideology. They try to get the basic African person within his clan or his village and inside traditions that has nothing to do with the global economy. But I understand what you said, Dr. Smatra, as far as the rhythms are concerned, uh, from the traditional point, they, they are in the natural rhythms and natural frequency. But there have been, they have been bombarded with Cardi B also in little way. Don't get it wrong. Psychic abilities, like 
he knew things. You know, it was like he could read your mind. He, he read your body language, but he could read further and further than the average person. Let's just put it that way. And so, um, he told me when, 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 when he came over here to America, they showed us a they showed us in the video, you know, he said they tried to scare us and they told us basically, you know, they painted a bad picture of American, a black, a black American. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be bothered. Yeah. And he was like, he said, but, he said, but I, I'm not, I'm not no fool. Um, he said, you know, I just kept quiet. But, um, I, I, I lost, I lost touch with this guy, but I have a feeling I'm gonna run back into him, cause um, it's a small world. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was some. I have a feeling I'm gonna run back into my little kid. You um, talk about a dividing tactic, mm-hmm. a divide yeah. and conquer tactic. Yeah, he knew, he knew what was up. He knew they were lying to him. He could feel it. He was feeling it and sensing that. They were already, you know, trying to keep him away from something they could do any in connection. But his friend that was like his brother, like I mean, because when they come over here, you know, they they get people that's from their 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 village or even from their tribe. So every it's like a, they got a more tight knit family, and it's not just your immediate family. It is it's you know it's a lot of them, and they they do. They for everybody that's in that in that connection, you know, widespread. And so this guy was here. His friend was here with him, and he um he had an outlook. He tried to judge me because at that time I was I was a big 420. I was big on 420. I was a big hippie. I love Mary Jane, and you know, they told him that that was bad. He said, oh, yeah, no, back home, it grows. It grows naturally. And taller than me. And my friend, Abraham, was, was a tall um, African guy. So, so then African, he was tall. He was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I remember he was at least like six, two, maybe three. He, I think he was about six, three. And so, it was again, they, taught, they grow taller than us over there. I was like, well, what? I'm not doing anything with it. He's like, I don't know. They won't touch it over there. Because the man come over there and tell them that if they do anything with this or they smoke it, that their spirit's going to jump out of their body, they're going to lose their mind. That's not real. So, the, the control and the programming and the conditioning know, in who we choose to listen to, who we choose to tell us what is right or wrong. We gotta really <laughs> snap out of it. Like, <laughs> we have to. I just don't understand what's it gonna take for people to... No, I mean, I ain't gonna worry about what what's it's gonna take. Because I know I don't even know if I can say I snapped all the way into it. I think I got lost at some point. But when I was a kid, 
I knew it was bullshit. And I still do that. So. Well, I would like for us all to come back, you know, and um, it, and go a little further in this conversation because I think that we're going somewhere and I think that it's um, helpful uh, to the people to hear this because, I mean, I, I like to have it just low-key and then, and we, sh- you know, we're sharing just like we're sharing because I think we're going somewhere with this conversation because um, it's almost like some... I don't even know how to explain it. Like some huge, this it's it's a vast spell that has been put upon the people, and and those of us with the knowledge we're trying to, you know, they can see beyond in this, you know, we're like we can see in in this matrix, and 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 we're trying to get those outside that can't see it, that to those of us to understand those of us that do. You know, it's just the, sometimes it's just the little things that you don't pay attention to. And um, I really would like, you know, for you to be able to come back as well. You know, I enjoyed listening to you on that. I really did. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I really want to thank you for allowing me to get off here. And um, I thank us um, super for um, telling me about this opportunity um, and share, you know, some like mine and, um, you know, awaken people to what's going on um, within our community and what's being played on. Anytime, my sister. Sorry. Anytime. And it's like, if you have anything that is just. If the, you know, if you have anything that the ancestors are picking your shoulders for, that you feel like the people need to know, you know, feel free to uh, send me a message, and you know, I'll set it up a date and a time, and and you know, we can make it happen. We can chop it up, which is what we're doing now, because um, you know, they don't let up. You know, the ancestors, they just, I want you to tell them this. I want you. You know, nope. You know, I just did a, I just did a uh, solo pod. I call them solo pods when I'm by myself, when I don't have no company. So I just did that uh, the other the other day, and I, I did put it up on my podcast, but I haven't put it anywhere else though. I said, you know, because the answers was like, okay, come on, you, okay, I want to tell them, you know, so you can't keep it to yourself, you know. So I want us to be able to come back, and so we can do that. Uh, King Angela Diasubu, what did you say about that? Uh, I would love to come back because we did Quintel 1, 2, and 3. We got to get into 4 and 5 uh, so the people can know. Okay. They have a right to know. That'll be great. That's what sets us free. That's right. So we shall come back. And I want, do you have any, anybody have anything else to say to the people before we close out? And I can make this happen. I definitely do. Okay. I'm King Angelani of Lord African Minds and Join African Market. Please go to www.loreafricanminds.com. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, become a member. Uh, we need people in the IT. We need people doing social media. We need journalists. We need you to help support us so we can build tomorrow, today, for our children and our children's children. Lord of Command is always speaking about worldwide community, but it's now in progress. Okay, and with that, I'd like to say, um, 
please come and join me at TPM Shell on YouTube and also on Social Africa. That is Black Living Room Talk there as well and Loyal African Minds as well. So you have three ways to get to this good show and you can hear me, King Ajanadi Asubu, and whenever Queen Matarad, did I say it right? All right, all right, we got this. And so she will be with us in at different times as well. And so you have a lot, you know, good things and good people and good words to listen to and learn from. And so with that, with everybody, let's say peace. 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 Numaki Wawa. Numaki Wawa.